try to focus on results but not let it drive you or overwhelm you. I do let it drive myself, but I try not to let it drive me crazy. You hold those things loosely, mm -hmm. right? You can't idolize profit. Welcome to the Consultant and the Coach podcast. I'm here with my good buddy, Josh. How are you, man? Doing great. Hey, How are you? You know what? Leaders, people lead in very complex environments, fast place environments, and a lot of leaders lack tools. Yeah. Hey, we're doing this podcast to help leaders out so they can win at life, win at business. Um, I happen to be an experienced CEO as well as a growth and uh, executive coach. Who are you? I Yeah, I also bring experience in strategy consulting, working with companies now for almost 20 years across mm -hmm. the spectrum of healthcare and related industries. You're so modest. So we're ready to go for it. I, I'm going to just up Josh. <laughs> He's a rock star consultant. He comes up with crazy ideas that make other businesses a bunch of money. But that's just me pushing Josh. Well, thanks. But anyway, hey, this is the book review for Eric Holsapple's book, Profit with Presence. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so business you know, application, business application, yeah. excuse me. And so we interviewed him on the first podcast. Second podcast was more of a book review. This is how do we apply his book to the businesses that you coach with mm -hmm. businesses, uh, business leaders uh, that I am an executive coach for as well as a growth coach. So what strikes out for you? Uh, well, I, first, you know, where do we, where do we start uh, in terms of, uh, biblical application to this. Sure. Yeah. And so as we'll talk a little bit about today, um, this book gives a lot of ways to think about um, how to stay present in the moment. And I think that's why we picked this book was it's, it has a lot of tools for staying present. The scripture I thought of though is um, about from John 5, 1 through 15. Um, and I'll read it. Uh, and then talk about a little bit why we picked this. But after this, uh, a Jewish festival took place, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. By the Sheep Gate in Jerusalem, there is a pool called Bethesda in Hebrew, which has five colonnades. Within these lay a large number of the sick, blind, lame, and paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. Because an angel would go down into the pool from time to time and stir up the water. Then the first one who got in after the water was stirred up, recovered from whatever ailment he had. One man who had been sick for 38 years... When Jesus saw him lying there and knew he had already been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to get well? Sir, the sick man answered, I don't have a man to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I'm coming, someone goes down ahead of me. Get up, Jesus said to him, pick up your mat and walk. Instantly the man got up, picked up his mat, and started to walk. Now that day was the Sabbath, so the Jews said to the man who had been healed, This is the Sabbath, it's illegal for you to pick up your mat. He replied, The man who made me well told me, Pick up your mat and walk. Who is this man who told you to pick up your mat and walk, they asked. But the man who was cured did not know who it was, because Jesus had slipped away into the crowds and that, that was there. After this, Jesus found him in the temple complex and said to him, See, you are well. Do not sin anymore, so that something worse doesn't happen to you. The man went and reported to the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. And um, I things, love it. He said, Do you want to get well? Do you want to get well? That's the key, right? And I think mm -hmm. that, that applies to this, right? Because... This book, I think, also prompts this idea of um, there are lots of tools for sort of fixing, I would say, the, more the periphery issues like we talked about, right? Mm -hmm. How to be still. But there's this recognition of authority in our lives, this recognition of who God is that needs to come with it, at least to us as Christians, with so we believe. And it's this, we're going to talk today in the business application about 
resetting your focus on results. That's a, lot, a big t- thing in the book, like sh- how do you think about results uh, and how do you hold them, which I think there's a lot we'd agree with. But I think at the core of all of this is do you want to get well? Do you actually want to fix your business? Do you, you know? So there's there's both a spiritual Absolutely. application, but then there's a business application mm-hmm. in all this. Um, so personally, do you want to get well? And then from a business perspective, if you have problems, I can't tell you. We were talking about this before the podcast. You know, you, you and I both have worked with businesses who claim they want to get well. They have someone come in like me, and they pay me way more money than I they should to build them a great business plan. Um, and I say more than they should because then they put it on the shelf five days later and forget about it. Right? Yeah. They don't actually and want to want get to, fixed. And you want to yeah. scream? It's like, okay, you, you you're telling me in your words, uh-huh. I want to get well. Right, 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 right. But then their actions don't follow. Right? But they I don't love, get in the water. But I love the scripture that you picked out because essentially here was someone he wanted to get well. Mm-hmm. He was at a place to get well. And by the way, he was probably very mindful in the sense that he was in that place for 38 years and he had nowhere to go. I mean, that was his place. He had nowhere else to be. Absolutely. Yeah, so what we have there is the guy wanted to get well Mm -hmm. and he did what he had to do. But also what I like about what you chose, God had to show up as well too. So a lot of times it's a combination of us doing our thing, mm-hmm. someone help him out. Yeah. He had help from another person right. and God showing up. So right. it's not just a, hey, me and me and myself. No, it's him, community, and God mm-hmm. all working together. Right. And he was healed. Yep. Yeah. No, it's good. And as that applies to the business case for today around results, I think one of the things I liked from this book was this, um, this kind of need to detach from results. Right? Like learning to do what you believe to be the right thing, and the right thing isn't always exhibited by the results. Right? Um, now, it doesn't mean you shouldn't go back and reassess whether you did the right thing afterwards. Maybe you think you're doing the right thing. Right? Can't tell you how many times I thought I've, you know, thought I've done the right workouts for months on end and haven't gotten any gain in gain in speed. Mm-hmm. And it drives me bonkers. But then I go back and assess that I wasn't actually doing the right things for 10 different reasons. Right? Um, but I think it's just this detachment from results that we'll talk about today. And it's a bit of a contradiction in the book. So it's not real clean, not a simple answer, mm-hmm. but it's certainly something to wrestle with. It. Yeah, he was do? the way, you know, the business, the business application regarding results, I felt it was going in the right direction, but then it kind of jumped around a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It, it wasn't a clear A to B to C answer, but we'll mm-hmm. talk about that and how to, how to think about it a little bit. Yeah. So what's the first topic? Business application with uh, Holstapel's book, Profit with Presence. Yeah, I mean, I think he was talking about, obviously, in business, we're driven by a particular goal, which is profit, right? That's a big mm-hmm. piece of the book, Profit with Presence. Um, and there's several process measures, right? Um, revenue, cost, quality, performance, blah, 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 right? To apply it to your business in context, <laughs> um, says the consultant. Um, but I think... What he was trying to say was you have to keep those. What I would say from a, I guess the way I've thought about it from a faith perspective, which is similar to what he said, is you hold those things loosely, Mm -hmm. right? You can't idolize profit. You can't idolize the process measures, right? In some ways, you set out to do your best on those things every day, but there's an element of recognizing there's parts of that out of your control, right? And so there's a both, it's a both and, right? It's a both. It is. Proactive, get out of bed. Do your habits, get to work, run your business, right? But at the end of the day, you can't, you know, what does Ecclesiastes tell us about all that? <laughs> sometimes toil is sometimes toil, is toil, right? And there's days that it just doesn't always go well, right? Um, 
And so I think there's a both and there's is how I thought. How do you think about that from when I mean, you run a business? How do you try to focus on results but not let it drive you or, or overwhelm you? Well, I, I do let it drive myself, but I try not to let it drive me crazy. I'll, I'll just give you an example from this week. My, my computer blew up. I had the blue screen of death on Monday, and I hate that because I'm like, oh, crumbs. So all day Monday was just computer reformatting and fixing forms and getting back to where I should have been at 8 a.m. in the morning. And I was like, my daughter that came home from work, my daughter's like, Dad, did you have a good day? I'm like, you know what? I was really productive today. I reformatted a computer. I did all of the stuff. But I actually didn't move. But some of those days, you just get hit, and it's like, okay, what am I going to do? But mm-hmm. I was able to pivot because I'm like, okay, what I was going to do on Monday, it moved to Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And I actually have a very productive week, but it's one of those things. I knew what the goal was. Now, Grant, I got knocked back on Monday, mm-hmm. but I was ready to go for the rest of the week. Yeah. Let's talk about another piece he, I think he talked about was the procession effect. Mm, yeah. Yeah. What, what does he mean by the procession oh, I, effect? I, we didn't have time to talk to him about it. I had a hard time. So I'm going to like do my level best. Okay. Okay. But I that was getting beyond. I mean, I'm just a simple boy from the sticks. Okay. And that was getting a little beyond me. But we'll try. Okay. okay. So set some, set some expectation. Um, so my, my basic understanding <laughs> is... Similar to the, the the output of a particular effort is not the direct result of what you expect, but many mm-hmm. times that he what he called the the ninety de- ninety degrees to the goal, right? This idea that the the Earth is being pulled by direct um, gravity by the sun, for example, as it spins around, but it, but in effect, it's moving constantly at a ninety degree plane to that right now the plane is in a circular motion but that's that's the idea or the idea that you you have a rock that goes into a pond in one direction but the ripples move out at mm-hmm. degrees, right so i was trying to think he was trying to apply this to business and i was and he was he was saying examples like hey i volunteer and all my people are encouraged if we volunteer on a local board that builds relationships relationships leads to business it wasn't why we did it but it just has this so it's like this unintended outcome Right, and so I think he was tying that to the results idea that you know find and do the things you believe are right around you, and the results will follow. Not that you intend to get results from them, um, and I, we didn't have time to unpack that with him. So I don't I don't know if that's a complete fair sort of um, assessment, but um, I have some examples. What, what did you think about that before I dig into some examples that I, tr- I think I was not able to go as deep as he was he he had obviously thought a whole <laughs> yeah, lot about it I appreciated it because he thought a lot about it yeah it was good and uh, I'll give you an example from this morning is one of those things I was working out at the gym this morning but afterwards you know it's one of, I work out at the gym because it's good for myself but afterwards I hung out for a good five minutes talking to someone that wanted to talk to me about marathon training mm-hmm. Now I invested into him because he wanted to know, hey, exactly how long does my long run need to be until I can run the marathon? And I was just giving him what he asked. I saw, I saw now, you were talking to him, and there's person, a procession effect of why you talked to this person. I wondered about there that. There is also, well, I would have talked to anyone who no, asked no, me I know. that question. I know. But he also happens to be a physical therapist. Exactly. Yeah. So I wondered about that. And <laughs> now part of me is like, you're a physical therapist. You should know this. But I'm going to help him. Now, physical therapists, I'm in the home healthcare industry, are one of my largest referral sources. 
resources. Yes, yes, yes. So perhaps this comes into, you know, unintended outcomes. I hope he gives me 10 wheelchairs a year. But at the same time, I want to see him run his best marathon. Exactly. No, so absolutely. where do things coincide? And that gets a little bit messy. What what leads to what, which leads to what? Right. Um, yeah, and I, and I would say examples of that that I've seen is when you strike out, I think, on into business, into the world, and you're doing things for the purpose of the greater good, mm-hmm. for the purpose of even for profit is okay too. You know, one thing comes to mind, among other things, I am a limited partner in a VC fund, right? Um, but it's not completely altruistic in this. I mean, obviously, we own it, we're in money, but more importantly, it's not completely passive. Um it's specifically in an area where I have expertise, and so I have a chance to both give input when I have opportunities, and it b- brings interesting relationships because, you know, I would call it synergy more than procession effect, mm-hmm. but it's this idea that um, I really enjoy working with the two folks who run the VC fund, and they're just really fun to talk to. They're always thinking about working on interesting things, and they, they have an expertise I don't have in terms of how to vet and work with these startups, right? Um, so they they get that's beneficial, but more importantly, it brings me interesting uh, client opportunities, mm-hmm. right? Sort of. So that's the sort of unexpected. I don't know when or how, but just last week, I had you know somebody reach out for a rural health idea, and they were looking for a strategy engagement and things like that. So I was kind of giving back a proposal, but it was all through just the relationship building. So I think you know thinking about moving at ninety degrees to your goal is sort of keeping your goal in mind, but finding things like volunteering on a board, which you know I think. I do, and I think you've done before if you don't do now, and Mm -hmm. he talks about in the book, right? So doing that, investing, whether it's formally investing or just pouring into your community, but doing so in ways that are sort of semi-tangential to your business or your goals, right? And what I loved about him and the book is he he was very much pro being intentional with one's actions, Mm -hmm. being mindful. He is spot on. The book is spot on. How can we be intentional with our actions and mindful because a lot of times what happens is we're not mindful and then you blink and it's like six years later we're in the job that we don't want to be in or uh we're we're not heading down the right avenue that we would like to yeah how can we be mindful with that yeah and the the other one the, the specific pillar we didn't talk about in the first um book review podcast was pillar five talking talks about show up take action and detach from results mm-hmm so we'll talk a little bit about that now because I think that's important for leaders. That the the, um, the seemingly seeming contradiction that I struggled with, and again we didn't have a chance to talk to him about, did an interview. Um, is you know we got to start. By the way, we should schedule these interviews for like three hours. <laughs> they, yeah, we need a big enough following. If you're listening to this, subscribe. Tell ten friends to subscribe, and eventually we'll get big enough subscribers. They're willing to come on for like a three-hour live podcast with us. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the goal because we got so many questions. But. Um, he talked about you know being able to detach from thought through meditation, which again you know we talked about in the first podcast that we think about that a little differently. But you know let's let's put that aside for a second. But when you're able to kind of really think about and and kind of harness your thoughts better, you're able to detach from the results in a, in a way that's you know I think a little bit healthier, and not make an idol out of those is where we talk about them I think. Um, but what I was struggling with, maybe you can help me is if you're fully able to detach your thoughts from the results, how do you decide what action to take? 
And so this is where I would disagree not yeah. to totally yeah. detach. Yeah. Now, that's where I was struggling net, on, too. I mean, wait a second. But I, I, ha- I have a business example though. Yeah. So in business, because I have a different life application example versus business. But in business, I see this very similar between le- leading and lagging indicators. Okay. So, so, you know, a lagging indicator, how much money have we made? What's in the bank balance? Now, if that's all we're focused on, that might not be the best way of getting us there. So as I'm overseeing, uh, here's my consulting hat into my store. How many sales calls have I done? How many orders have I, uh, people have I uh, offered upgrades to? There's a lot of leading indicators that eventually turn into lagging indicators. Mm-hmm. And so I think perhaps that's what he's talking about because a lot of times if you say, hey, I want to run or I want to I have our business make money, well, what's it going to take on the front end to get to the back end? Mm-hmm. And that's what we should be very intentional. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we, sh- we need a longer podcast to ask, hey, what, what three examples are you talking about? Right. Yeah. And it was in my questions and we just didn't have time to get to it. But um, yeah. So I think, you know, that, that's that's kind of what I want to talk about with the business results. I think we're close mm-hmm. to wrapping up time here. What else? Anything else you want to hit on for the uh, business application here? Before there's, we... a, there's a lot. Well, it's yeah. one of those things, you know. That's something that will bleed over into the life application, the next one. Yeah. But the idea of being very mindful in business is really important. Mm-hmm. And I would also, so in our business and the businesses that I consult with, I find a lot of people, they don't ever do their work poorly, but they'll focus on the wrong thing. So when I have a low performing employee, almost always, unless they're just lazy, they're focusing on the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. So I'll say, hey, Josh, what are your three KPIs? Oh, my job is to answer phones and uh, sales and have a really low error rate. Mm. Great. Are you focusing on those? Well, actually not. I was working on something else. So in terms of being mindfulness at work, mm-hmm. what are we called to do? Mm-hmm. And we shoot directly after that. And that's how I think being mindful at work can really help us. Hey, what what is my job today? Mm-hmm. For me, Tuesdays and Fridays are my meeting days. Right. I'm going to knock my meetings out of the park those days. And I go into it. They're hard days, but I know exactly what I'm doing. Whereas I know my Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, those are my flow days. Mm. And so I can be very mindful knowing what my days are and then knock it out of the Which book. Which he talked about in the book. Flow. He did. Talk he about did flow talk a lot. About flow. That was very helpful. Yep. Getting into the flow. I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. But that's important because some people will just, you know, kind of loosey-goosey. I, I hope I do this, but then they go back to their old actions. Right. Well, it, it comes full circle. Yeah. 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 There's, we're always being pulled into our old ways. Mm-hmm. It's a constant battle until you build new ways. But even when you've built them, it's still the threat of push pulling you into the old ways. Mindsets, actions, habits. Mm-hmm. So constant battle. And that's two podcasts in the future, but yep. we're, we're going to be talking about, you know, how do you change habits? Yep. How do we biblically change habits? Yep. 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 Oh, which, and that preaches, by the way, because, I mean, the life of a Christian really is one of us, you know, denying our old self. And what does it look to be sanctified as a Christian? And how does that change? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That preaches. Well, good. Well, should we wrap up for today? Come well, back next can. time? We can keep this on and do a three-hour podcast. That would be <laughs> awesome, man. <laughs> It just put us on 1.5 speed if you're listening on the podcast. And then it's only two hours instead of three hours. But go. hey, if you want to go deeper, 
Hey, go out to the consultantandthecoach.com. Josh and I, we would love to dive into the business problems that you feel stuck in, uh, growth coaching, executive coaching, what business leadership problems are you stuck in? Or hey, whether you're listening to this on YouTube or Apple, leave us a five-star review or ask a probing question. I wish you guys would have dove into this Mm -hmm. and uh, maybe on a future episode. But until then, hey, next week's podcast, Life Application on Profit with Presence. Sounds good. See you. Okay, thanks guys.